Those of you here, my name is Ricky Long. I have the, uh, the opportunity to, to share a word with you today that God laid on my heart in, uh, in regards to joy and the fruit of joy, right? Um, I don't know why they picked me for joy. I think I actually got requested that. I requested that. That's what I did. But I'm, I'm so excited for the opportunity uh, that, that I get to be here and share this with you. I just want to give a, a couple of shout outs. I, I, my wife is here. I told her that I wouldn't embarrass her and that was a total lie. Babe, if you want to raise your hand a little bit, there you go. That is my definitely significant other. Um, she is my better half for sure. There's a picture of my family actually. I'd love to, to yeah, there you go. That's uh, the older one's Jedediah and the younger one is Zane and they're both conquerors. They're both victors. And in mama's belly is the third one, Reuben, my son Reuben. So we're excited for, for him. He's making his, uh, his debut on October. So we're, we're, we're excited for that. Um, yeah, so let's, let's, let's dive in. Right, I think that if we're talking about, you know, the fruits of the Spirit, you always got to start off with Galatians, right? That's what every pastor does, right? Is that how it goes? Uh, so, so I'm going to do that right now, and we're going to go to Galatians 5.22. And actually, I went through uh, 22 to 25. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such thing there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh, with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And, and really, I want to pay attention to that last part of keeping in step with the Spirit. Just pay attention to that, okay? Um, Matthew seven fifteen through 20 says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. And, and just like you can recognize the ravenous wolves, right, you can also recognize good fruit, right? And so it goes on to say, uh, you will, uh, are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruit. Um, you know, I, I, I think of joy and really uh, what joy, I was, I was like, Lord, um, joy. I chose it. Lord, now I need you to tell me where I need to find this in the Bible, right? And for some reason, um, he led me to Philippians with Paul. You know, Paul being the man that he is. Um, I mean, let's, let's, I mean, think about the New Testament, two-thirds of it, right? Paul, the guy, the man, I think of of, of Paul, and, and really I was brought to Paul being imprisoned. In Philippians 1, 12 through 14, it says, Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I'm in chains for Christ. Come on, even the palace guards recognize it. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters now have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more proclaiming the gospel without fear. If you go down a little bit to 20 through 21, it says, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but I'll be sufficient, or I will have sufficient courage so that, I, uh, so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether it be life or by death. For me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. I think about Paul being in prison, right? There's a... To those of you online, I, I, I had some pictures of uh, jail cells or, or little, little, little prison cells here. There's the first one if you want to put that one up. 
Uh, I think sometimes we have in our minds, when we think of Paul, this is where he was, right? And I want to describe to you those online, you might not be able to see this. And I mean, it's just your average jail cell. I mean, it's, it might not be the best looking one, but this is what a jail cell, I mean, best looking one, right? There's this one that looks like a college dorm. You know what I mean? Like sometimes our mind, you know, Paul was in prison. Now let's, let's show, this is the, I think the Mamertine prison that, that Paul was actually in. And I think this right here, to those of you online, it looks like a little dungeon. Okay, it's this little room, uh, nasty looking bricks. He, he probably didn't get any shots or something like that. So if he scraped or got some kind of wound, he probably would have gotten infected or something like that. But uh, definitely not my, my choice if I was to choose one. Um, but Paul... I think about Paul's situation, and he still, in his mind, was, if this advances the kingdom, if it advances, I'm here for Christ, right? That's his heart posture. And even in the midst of this here, Paul still found contentment in this. And there, I kind of want to rest there, um, I think of Hebrews 12, 1 through 2 real quick here. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight in sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Okay. So all those scriptures, that's kind of the, where, where God was kind of bringing me. And, and um, let's, let's, let's pray real quick over that. God, I thank you, Lord, for today. I thank you for this message that you've prepared for me to speak to these great people, to those, of on, those people online. God, I thank you for the opportunity to share your gospel. And more than anything, Jesus, I decrease myself so that you may be increased. It's about you. It's always been about you, Jesus, the name that is above every other name. And I decrease myself and I make it about you, Lord. Amen. Amen, Dawson. There you go. Come on. That's, uh, so I want to, so also my wife being here, my mom is here. She, uh, definitely one of my biggest fans. And then I have my sister, my brother-in-law, and my mother's boyfriend who's here as well. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And where's my discipleship crew? All of you guys. Thank you guys for making it out. You guys are amazing. This is my team right here. Bless you guys. Um, so where do we begin? The message title that I had is, uh, it's set before you, right? Joy, sometimes we, we, we take joy and we, we think about it in, in, in the way that the world society describes it. It's a feeling. The way that the world defines it is joy is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness, if we look at that kind of joy, oftentimes it's, only, it's a momentary satisfaction, right? It doesn't last as much as we wish it lasts. I mean, I don't know about you guys. Uh, I, I don't know if you wake up joyful. Um, I consider myself to be a pretty happy person, but my wife can tell you this. It doesn't always happen, right? Um, and that's just the truth. Where do I find the godly kind of joy? The one that is sustaining. Let me tell you what joy isn't. It's not limited to a feeling, right? Here I have a, a $100 bill, and uh, I grabbed it out of our piggy bank. And if I asked one of you if you wanted it, who would want it, right? I'm sorry, you have to sit down because I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> but how that works is that joy is a momentary feeling, right? 
it's a fake $100 bill. It was, just for the, it was just for this, right? I would never rip a $100 bill. I'd probably tie that $10 and then maybe I'll rip. No, I'm just kidding. Totally kidding. No, um, also, I've been excited about all day ripping a $100 bill and people go, no. But in all reality, when someone was like, when you heard, hey, $100 bill, I'll take it. Um, and I rip it, right? And it's just like, oh, dude, it was fake. Well, you suck kind of thing, right? I don't know if I can say that, but I said it. And, and it's like, it, there's this moment here of I, I have an opportunity or I get this $100 bill just to say, hey, nope, it's not yours. Man, I could have used that. Again, it's fake, so don't worry about it. Don't get hurt by this. But it's just, I wanted to, to, to just to let you know it's not a feeling, right? Because again, it's fleeting. This momentary satisfaction, this joy that the world describes us, it's not a, an everlasting one. It's not something that, you know, like it's just forever. We can, we can count on that all the time. Uh, comparing to others, joy isn't man, I got it better than him. I got it better than her. Yeah, look at my wife. I got it better than him for sure. No, no I'm just kidding. No, that's, that's not what it is. I think of Tom Brady. Uh, you don't have to know football to know who Tom Brady is, right? All-star, the dude's, you know, you've heard it said, the GOAT, right? Greatest of all time. Uh, in an interview, um, Tom Brady is talking about, man, I have everything. I have the good-looking supermodel wife. I have the cars. I have the, the house. I have everything that I could want, but there's something missing. The things that we would consider, man, he should be pretty happy. He should be pretty joyful. Yet somehow this man who, how many, how many Super Bowl rings does he have? Seven, right? I mean, come on. Someone would know, right? That's, that's, I mean, that's Tom Brady. Um, but somehow, this man who has seven Super Bowl rings, has all this money, all this thing that on earth, let's just be honest, we could use, somehow still was missing something. That joy was not there. And then I think of uh, circumstances. So you can compare yourself, or sorry, going back to that, you can compare yourself all you want, but then at the end of the day, that joy is never lasting, right? Well, thankfully, I have it better than him. Then you get home, you're like, I'm not content. Comparing yourself doesn't work. Next is circumstance. Um, a little bit of background about me. I grew up uh, in a, don't get me wrong, mama, in a, an amazing home. Um, but my dad left when I was six. And for me, being a man, right, like I, I, I didn't know there are certain things that I had to do. Right, to be, to be, I mean, to, to really, I mean, like, to, to raise my kids a riot or, you know, to, to lead the household and all these different things like that. My mom, she did her best. She told us, hey, live for Jesus, right? She made sure that all of us kids would, would seek after him. And thankfully, we are here by the grace of God and this woman and, and my brothers and sister who, uh, I mean, just really helped me get to where I am. But, but I, you know, circumstance, again, it's joy isn't a circumstance when, when you get the right things. Going back to, you know, the, the whole raising without a, without a dad, I was always not confident in my ability to raise men. You know, like, I mean, I, I was scared to be a father because myself lacking one, I wasn't sure what that was going to look like for me. And so I was nervous. And then, you know, I get married and then we find out we're having our first. And I always wanted a girl first. I didn't know why. Um, 
But the, I think it was like the week before we were doing our ultrasound, I found out that we were having a boy, and I was just thrilled. I don't know why, but the Lord put some joy into my life about raising a young man. And so, uh, and, then, and, then, and then we had Jed. Um, and really, I, I, again, going back to the whole confidence thing, and, and so I wasn't sure. Well, our second one comes, and we are getting ready to go to the ultrasound. And I remember sitting in this room like, Lord, just give me a girl this time. Because I don't want to have to try for like 30 more, right? And, and I just, 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 if I get boy this time, girl next time, I could have, you know, three, four, five. My wife is like, nope. <laughs> uh, other kids, right? Kind of thing. <laughs> um, and so we get to the, the ultrasound. And uh, again, this is with my, with my second, Zane. I, we didn't know if it was a boy or a girl. And we get there and the lady goes and she, she, sits, us, uh, she sits us down. My wife gets onto uh, the, the bed there and... Uh, she does one of these things, you know, you got to put the, the gel on there. And she goes, and I was like, nah, too fast. <laughs> nah, I was a little too fast. Uh, she goes, want to know what you're having? Part of me was like, nope, <laughs> nope. She's like, you're having another boy. And I was just like, oh. <sighs> now we got to try for like 10 more. Dang it. No, no. Um, I was, you know, I, I, I was like, okay, all right. I remember getting in the, I remember sitting there and my wife, uh, you know, we heard, we both heard the news at the same time, right? And she, for her, uh, she, she carry, she's carrying baby, right? And so she's, she's got this bond that with, with baby already. And, and I'm here, the neighbor on the outside, like, you know, and uh, it's just, that's right, Everett, you, you, you preach me on brother. Come on. There you, there you go. Um, I remember thinking to myself, That was it. I thought that was, that, that was, our, that was our girl, right? And uh, I remember on the way home, I didn't say anything at the ultrasound, but after she told us, I just was quiet. And we're on the way home, and she's like, are you, are you doing okay, babe? You, you all right? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And uh, you know, I, I dropped my wife off, and, and, and I, I, I'm on my way to our young adults ministry called Access, and on the way there, I hear the Lord tell me, Ricky, aren't you just happy? I was like, Lord, not right now. God, God is such a good way to, to, to not let you wallow, right? Not let you soak in your, you know, your, your bumness, I guess. Um, just the, 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 the attitude that you have. I'm like, Lord, what do you say? And I literally say this in my mind. I'm like, Lord, what do you say? What, say what you're going to say. He said, aren't you just happy that your son's healthy? And he brought me back to August of 2019. And I got a phone call. On August 15th, 2019, um, my brother and my sister-in-law uh, were expecting their first daughter. And 10 days before the due date, they couldn't find a heartbeat. And, um, you know, through, through finding out all that, um, they go in. And I got the phone call from my mom that morning. Um, and she's bawling. And she tells me that, you know, she was still birth. She passed. And, I mean, it was devastating. If you want to show that picture of my, my brother, his wife, you should say, yeah, the other one. There you go. That's them. That's Zara right there, my niece, and my brother and, and, and his wife, Leah. And I think to myself, and obviously, like, like it's never easy, right? 
in a circumstance like that, it's never easy to go and, and have something like that happen. How do you find joy in the midst of that? And I guarantee you that they felt pain. But in the midst of it, there was joy. And you ask yourself, how? How? Right, Dawson, how? How? And really what it is, is Hebrews 12, 2. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Joy is walking in obedience. And through that, he strengthens you. He gives you joy because as you abide and call on him, John 15, 4 says, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Psalm 16, 11 says, You make known to me the path of life, and in, presence, in your presence there is fullness of joy. Isaiah 9, 3 says, You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. John 15, 9 through 11 says, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. See, I really think that joy, it's not this feeling, it's not this comparison that we can't, hey, I have it better than you. It's not the circumstance, because sometimes the circumstance can be very, very crummy. It can suck. It can be a child lost. It could be imprisoned. But it's the joy that was set before him that he endured the cross, right? It was the focus that he had, that Jesus had, right? And, and it's not like... I just... I don't know. I, I feel like we've been given a high priest who can relate to us. Lord, there's just moments that it's just, there's just moments where it's hard to find joy, Lord. But it's not finding the joy and mustering it up in yourself. It's walking in him. It's being obedient to what he's called you to do. See, I, I'd like to believe that, that Jesus Obviously, he did what he did, right? He went to the cross for us. But I just believe that we've been given a high priest that we can relate to. And I don't know about you, but I just don't believe that there's a high priest out there that would be joyfully skipping to what he had to go through. And then it says in Matthew, it says, Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And go a little farther. He, and going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup, this, this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. For the joy that was set before him. He wasn't focused on going to the cross. He was focused on what came after. He knew that if he remained obedient, that joy would come. 
And it's not this joy that he could produce, it's this joy that his father would give him because he's abiding in his father. When we come to him, when we need strengthening, we can do all things through him who strengthens us, right? And I have to think about that joy, that joy comes from him. So going back to Philippians, it says, Philippians 2, 17 through 18, even if I'm to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Likewise, you should be glad and rejoice with me. Paul's like, hey, I'm in this prison. <laughs> it sucks, right? I mean, if he's being real, I'd like, to, let's just be real here. I would not want to be in that. And Paul's like, it's okay. It's okay that I'm here because I have people saying yes to Jesus. And that is what matters because that's what God called me to do. When, when Jesus came and set me free, now I can do that as well. And it's walking in that obedience, right? It's walking in the obedience of what God has called him to do. And I think if we remain obedient to Jesus, if we say, yes, Lord, I trust you. This might not be, this, this might not be fun, but I know that if I trust you and I'd be obedient in you, you'll give me everything I need. And, and, and in scripture, it tells us that he is the vine, right? And we're the branches. If he's the true vine, he's the, the, the source, right? And just like any, any fruit, the tree, the tree itself is a source, right? And I have to think to myself that, it, that you'll know them by their fruit, okay? I'm, I'm thinking of all this fruit talk here, this gardening, this, this growing plants and all. So I have to think to myself, okay, if we are to remain in him, the true vine, then that stuff will come, right? The fruits of the Spirit. I get to fortunately say, hey, I get to talk about joy today, but it's not just joy. It's the love. It's the joy. It's the peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, self all those. I never get the order right. I'm not going to try. But it's all those things that if we remain in him, if we be obedient in trusting our Father and saying, you know what, Lord, even though this might be difficult, I trust that the outcome is far better than my circumstance. I trust that the outcome is far better than this temporary feeling. I trust that the outcome is better than anything that I can compare myself to in this very moment, in this time. For the joy of the Lord. So in John, it's right here. In John 16, 21, this isn't, some, this isn't up there. It says, a woman gives birth to a child, has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief. But I'll see you again. And you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. I think to myself, <laughs> and when people ask, hey, how many kids do you want? I, I tell them I could have like 10, 20. <laughs> My wife will not agree, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> Love you, babe. Um, but, but, but it's like, I, I'm, all jokes aside, 
I've seen my wife do what God has called her body to do, has created her body to do. And in that moment, the pain that she endures, the anguish that she's in, in the very moment as she is, is her body is fighting to push this, this baby, this child out, I see the pain that she's going through. And if only I could take a little bit from her. But all that goes away. The anger, the, the, the anguish that she was just feeling, the pain that she was just feeling, I remember seeing her relieved inside because the baby is now on her chest. And she forgets. Because of the joy that's on her. I've seen this woman do her thing. And I'm just so blessed and honored. And, and, and I really think about, you know, it's, it's the pain that we'll have to go through, yeah. But it's the joy that he sought after. It's the joy that he knew that was coming. Through the obedience of what he's going to do, he saw joy in what was to come. And I think Paul knew that this is going to bring more believers to Christ. If I go through this very moment right now, if, I, if I'm dealing with these conditions, they might not be the best. I know what it's going to do. It's going to produce faith in people. So if I got to be here a little longer, I'll do that. Hey, even if, even if I might die, if it's to bring glory to him, I'll do it. He even says that if he died, it'd be gain, right? It'd be, it'd be worth it. He, says, he actually says that he'd rather, but to live for us, to live for the, 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 the believers in Philippi, because it would encourage. In James 1, 2, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And may I substitute perseverance for joy. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask. If any of you lacks joy, you should ask. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and will be given to you. I consider myself, I, I say this humbly, even though I grew up the way that I did without that role model, that, 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 that male figure in my house, I at least, I, I'd like to believe that I'm a decent dad, right? When my son asks for a lollipop, I'm like, don't tell your mom. You know, kind of thing, right? <laughs> I love you, babe. <laughs> but in all, in all reality, like, I mean, all, it's, it's, when I say, Lord, I need you in this very moment, I'd like to think that he'd be a good enough dad. I got you, son. When my son comes to me and he's bleeding, and my response is, come here, Jed, let's take this off of you. Buddy, you're going to be okay. I'd like to think that if, that if I was suffering, from imprisonment or whatever it is. Lord, in this, Lord, I just need you to help me get through this. God's good enough to be like, I'm there for you, son. In Philippians 4, 11 through 13 says, not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I've learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. 
What are you going through? What are you dealing with? What mountain is before you? What thing are you dealing with that you're trying to remain obedient, but it's, it's tough? Because I want to encourage you and say that if you open your mouth and ask, and then you be, that, that you remain obedient to him, I have to think again, how many believe that scripture is God-breathed? How many believe that it's the truth, right? In Hebrews 12, 2 says, for the joy that was set before him, Lord, if I focus and, and remain obedient to you in the promises that you've, that you've spoken to me, what I might be going through is only temporary because I know that you're producing in me perseverance. I know that you're producing joy. The way that the world wants to tell you joy is, is that's a momentary feeling. It's a feeling, it's a pleasure, it's for that moment. Joy, the way that they describe it, it's not everlasting. The joy that we get an opportunity to believe in is our Lord. That if we abide in what he tells us to do, if we abide and just know and just trust in him, I have to believe that when I face trials, that when I'm hurting, that when I'm going through pain, when I have lost a child, He's going to give me what I need. And if I abide in him, the fruits of the spirit, he's going to give to me. I think about, again, the scriptures that I read to you in the beginning, talking about you'll know them, you'll recognize them by their fruits, right? If, if the fruits of the spirit come from him, and he tells you to abide in him, then just honestly, as I, I'm not trying to make it so simple, but it kind of is, we have joy on tap. Our circumstance, our situation, we don't have to remain in that hurt, in that pain. I'm not saying that it's not real, that what you're feeling is real, but what's even better is him. As you leave today, ask yourself, what can you be obedient in? Are there some things that he's been telling you to trust him with? Ask yourself, what does it look like to abide in him, to trust him, to walk with him for you and your life in the current season you are in? What does it look like for you to remain obedient and trust him? Because in remaining obedient in him, that stuff, it'll come. The fruits will come. The, the joy will come. Because as Matthew 6, 33, er, 33 says, um, that if we focus on him, that we seek after him, all shall fall accordingly. So in step with that, in alignment with that, Lord, we, we believe that as we seek after you, everything else, everything else will come. That joy will come. If you're in here today, you're watching online, and you're, you're saying, Ricky, this joy that you're talking about, I don't know if I've ever actually experienced it. And I would love to give you an opportunity to, 
Because when we say yes to Jesus, that, that's what we have access to. When we say yes to Jesus, we have access to everything that he has for us. And so in this very moment, if you're like, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll give that a try. There are people here who want to walk with you in that, who want to walk that journey with you. There are people who are online eager and are waiting to connect with you. I want to give you an opportunity to say, say yes to this Jesus who died for you, who went to the cross for you, who knew that if he did, you'd be in union with God again, who knew that if you said yes to him, you'd have the full access. You'd have full access to everything that he has. If, you say, if, if, you're, if you're saying yes, that's your desire right now, you can type into the, the chat there or say yes. If you're here right now, I'd love for you to raise your hand. I want to give you a moment to do that. I see those hands. If you want to repeat after me, Lord, I come to you now. I know that I didn't have it right, but I'm here now. Lord, I know that what I thought was true, I'm, knowing, I, I'm hearing your truth. And I'm choosing in this very moment to say yes to Jesus, to say yes to God. Lord, I recognize what you did on the cross. You went to the grave and you died for me, but you rose again. Three days later, you are Lord. Jesus, I believe in you. I have full access in you. I am a daughter. I am a son in you. And when you went to the cross, you had me in mind. So in this moment, the devil no longer has me. In this moment, I say yes to Jesus. In this moment, I choose to live for Christ. Amen. If you guys can, give a, give a hand to those who said yes to Jesus. We celebrate with those of you who are here. We celebrate with those of you who are online. Thank you so much for, for making the commitment and saying yes to him. You have brothers and sisters here. You have brothers and sisters online that want to be there for you. Please give us an opportunity for that. If you said yes to Jesus today, you have an opportunity to actually text in so that we can connect with you. Text res yes to 94,000. We want to partner with you. We want to walk with you on this journey. You were never meant to do this alone, ever. Let us do that with you. Let us walk with you. And I promise you, you'll never have to do life alone again.